you haven't tried Bud Light Seltzer yet, what are you waiting for? Flavors include strawberry, black cherry, lemon lime, and mango. People around here really like that black cherry. 100 calories, less than one gram of sugar, and it tastes great. It's the perfect happy hour drink to sip on with friends. Pick up a Bud Light Seltzer variety pack and try it today. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Juliette. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. It's your birthday today. I know. I can't believe it. How are you feeling? I feel great. I feel great, too, because I, you're here. Thank you so much. And I get to podcast with you on your birthday. That's really nice. You know, thanks for the well wishes. It's exciting. I just like to, it's the last day of Aquarius, so to all of my fellow 218 uh, cusp babies who love the water, I see you. And that's that's who we are. So you're a cusp Aquarius Pisces. and what? Yeah. And do you two water signs. and you identify with that? Big time. Tell me a little bit more about what that means. I was obsessed with the ocean. That is true. You are. Being there, being near it, being in it. I also think that like I know that everyone finds the color blue really soothing. I think that I find it exceptionally soothing. Okay. And um, more so than other people. Yes. <laughs> it would be great to have like a scientific measurement of like, that. Like I was looking at my my personal Instagram feed. I've been doing a lot of personal auditing of just like what do I want to have out in the world and what do I not want to have out in the world. And I just noticed like the color blue is really predominant. Blue and orange. Okay. Um, New York Knicks colors. And yeah, I, I just – the water is is like my happiest place. I hate the desert. I'm like medium on mountains. I'm mm-hmm. just like, take me to the coast, any coast. Don't care what coast. I also identify with that, but I'm not a water sign. Yeah, well, maybe so, you should have been. I, I guess so. Do you, maybe I have like a – no, I guess rising is more about – yeah, you can have a rising water sign. I don't think I do. I don't understand astrology. I just okay. I just feel that being on the cusp of Aquarius and Pisces is so central to who to who I am. And I just feel it deeply. Well, I, I think that's great. I think we're all lucky to have you and your cusp Thanks. My mom chose my birthday. She chose the last day of Aquarius on purpose. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Was the option of just being a Pisces on the table? I'm sure it was, yeah. I don't I don't really know how those things work. Yeah, I think it was, but I think she was like, I'm choosing this day. This is this is your birthday. So, okay. There we go. Yeah. And so it was decided. It was just very, very deliberate. Also, just a lot of thought went into my name for my parents. Mm-hmm. You know? Does it relate to the Aquariusness at no, all? No, okay. not at all. It's all for right. Julia Serving, Eleanor of Aquitaine, and Litman. So there okay. you go. That's great. I, this is this was a great celebration <laughs> Thank of you. Juliet. We're going to continue to celebrate Juliet <laughs> throughout the podcast. I feel like there are a lot of Juliet core topics on our lineup. Yes, let's get into it. Um, we are going to discuss, of course, some Harry and Meghan, some Adele, some Justin Bieber. But first, Jeff Bezos bought a new house for $165 million from David Geffen. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. And it's been rumored that they settled upon this deal on David Geffen's yacht. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. It is the famed Jack Warner estate. It is here in Los Angeles. And Geffen had bought it for $47.5 million in 1990. So great return on his investment. <laughs> it's, it's, appa- it's apparently the record for a home sold in California at $165 million. Shout out to Jeff Bezos. Which is also apparently, I, I think it's like 002 of his net worth right. or something. I didn't do the math on that. Other people were doing it. It he, could be point one. And he also um, committed $10 billion to climate change yesterday. So, mm-hmm. like, he's just, like, flushed with cash and giving it away. Yeah. The level of wealth that, like, him and Michael Bloomberg have is so 
I, I literally, it's 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 literally incomprehensible. I don't understand what that looks like, and I don't like get it. I I don't really think it's real. I think because the is money like is like multipliable to infinity. So at some point, you just own so much that you can't ever be unwealthy. Is I think. I mean, I'm sure that you could, but I think that's basically where Jeff Bezos is. Is right. that money is not is actually not real to him. Right. I uh, I just don't get it. But you know, I guess is how you get to have this really fancy home. I'm I'm excited for him. You know, it's for him and Lauren Sanchez, I believe. He apparently also bought a separate plot of land, 120 undeveloped acres in Beverly Hills for $90 million. Oh my God. Which, from the estate of Paul Allen, the Microsoft co-founder. Sure. And former owner of the Portland right. Trailblazers. So, in terms of uh, Jeff Bezos just buying up huge amounts of land in Beverly Hills, that's pretty notable and also really is in keeping with our uh, Jeff Bezos watch of him just being <laughs> uh, at the Oscars. And where else he is at the Super Bowl, yes. right? Just like being on Instagram, being famous, being on the yacht. He's in the, yeah. Next, next up for him is a yacht. Obviously, this is just a really, really, really cliched, but also supercharged midlife crisis. Yes, one hundred percent. It is like this is the most midlife crisis that money can buy, and also like. He's done a good job with the Washington Post, obviously, and like in terms of mostly leaving it alone, but like mm-hmm. making his technology better, in my opinion, at least. He obviously Amazon is like world dominant and problematic, and it's just sort of like what else is there for him to do but buy up a ton of property? I, I don't know. It does also seem like the LA of it all, in addition to being adjacent to Hollywood, is also a commitment of sorts to Lauren Sanchez. Yes, definitely. So I guess they congrats seem, to them. They seem really happy together. Okay. I think, based I, on picks at least. I think that's great. I think that, you know, I do, I wish them well in the original <laughs> phrasing, the original jam session phrasing. This is just a, this is the insane opulence and like wealth on display. It's sick. And we, I mean, we know that he's extremely wealthy and I, it's his money, I guess. He can do what he wants with it. Though it's it's really quite something to watch him become so public about it. It's not the strategy that I would choose. Me neither. Also, if I had to pick a really fancy part of L.A. to live in, I don't know if I'd pick Benedict Canyon. I just, it's like, it's like kind of hard to get there. I recently went to a Friday night lovely dinner with friends at this jazz dinner place called Herb Albert's Vibrato Grill Jazz. And it's at the top of Beverly Glen. So it's like at the top of Bel Air. And then, like, you go down Beverly Glen on the other side, and you're in the valley, like, in Studio City. The traffic was awful. Like, honestly awful. And I can't imagine doing that every day. In a lot of these really fancy areas, you have to deal with these awful traffic. Right. And, well, like, because the canyon, there's just one way in the canyon yeah, so and one way, one way, in way out, out of yeah. the canyon. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine doing it. I have to imagine that he will have a helipad and other issues. It's not a good time to be riding in helicopters if we've learned anything from that, the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. That is true, but somehow I don't think that that's going to stop Jeff Bezos. I don't think he's going to be sitting in traffic. He'll find ways around it. That's a great point. I would buy closer to the ocean. Same. I would do Palisades, but that's just me. Same. There was a recent, I don't know if you saw this, but you know how the New York Times is expanding into Los Angeles yes. coverage um, pretty <laughs> aggressively? Yeah. And I there was a real milestone where— we got the first that I noticed of a New York Times real estate column that's, like, meant to totally troll all normal people. Oh, God. But about Los Angeles. And it was about the Pacific Palisades. Oh, and a bunch of people buying their home in the— like, their million-dollar homes in the Pacific Palisades and, like, describing what's available to you in the Palisades. And I was like, well, nothing is available to me because it's one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in America. I've been thinking a lot about Marriage Story mm-hmm. and the— but there's so much space. Yeah. And it's, it is true— <laughs> 
But I think there, I think it's harder to buy a home with space in Los Angeles than it is in New York, just by density alone. Just- I have have been certainly experiencing that firsthand <laughs> in the past six months, as you know. Yeah, I mean, it's wait. just all ridiculous. It's uh, Jeff Bezos buy us a house. Yes, <laughs> that's what we're saying. That's a great moral. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to more really rich people. Harry and Meghan, we still see you. So the most cynical, worst-case scenario, not worst-case, but most cynical version of Harry and Meghan is coming to pass really quickly. But a day after we lamented their J.P. Morgan um, jaunt to Miami, it came out via page six at Harry's and talks with Goldman Sachs to, to be a part of their speaker series, which we specifically referenced last week as something he might do or they might do. And they went to Stanford for, like, some consulting strategy meeting, unclear whom was consulting whom. It's, like, kind of a bummer. Although I will say they look happy, like, much like Jeff and Lauren. They do look happy. And I understand the human impulse of wanting to chart your own course in life. I have, like, really always understood that. We should also note that, according to page six, the Goldman Sachs arrangement with Harry would be, quote, unpaid. Hmm. Um, and I think just, like, as a way to get him established on this touring circuit. Uh, I have had, like, an extremely negative response to this aspect <laughs> of it. As everyone who listened last week heard, I have, like, become a Chapo Trap House, like, <laughs> correspondent. <laughs> but I find this—and it's interesting because I think we knew exactly what— this would be as soon as they announced they were leaving. And I think you, within 20 minutes, were like, they will be on the Clinton speaking circuit. And they are on the Clinton speaking circuit. And on on its level, on its face, there's no reason that if people are going to pay Hillary Clinton a million dollars that they shouldn't, you know, anyone who Goldman Sachs is or J.P. Morgan or these banks is willing to pay a million dollars to, I, you know, I guess this is America. Go get it. But it's so depressing. Yeah. And I think— I was talking with a, a good friend who lives in London and, and was in town, and we were talking about this, and he was like, they're just following the Obama playbook. And I think that's true. And I think it is worth noting that I don't begrudge the Obamas doing this at all. Mm-hmm. And I will say, we discussed that when we yeah. recorded in your pod. It's like very similar like with the Obamas. I do begrudge, I personally do begrudge the Obamas. I begrudge them more than I do Harry and Meghan, actually. That's interesting. I think that's probably smart. I think for me, there is something about I number one, the Obamas have actually they done like a tremendous it. amount of public service. Yeah. And they like a tremendous amount of public service. And they also have had a tremendous amount of personal accomplishments that they are now leveraging on the marketplace. And I've said this before, but like Prince Harry has literally never had a job. Yeah. And and is really just trading on his birth in a lot of ways. But there is also something about I I do have a clear idea of what the Obamas are working towards, and that is in part because of what they did um, when they were in the White House and also how they have communicated their mission and their interests going forward. And it definitely involves clearing plenty of time for Barry to be on the golf course. Yeah. Uh, but also I do understand their broader, like, community and charity goals. And I don't think Harry and Meghan have articulated that yet. No, they haven't. I mean— And so that's kind of my thing where it's just they they went straight for the I'm, money first. Though they have to pay for their own security. They have to—you know, I do kind of—I get it. I, I'm just like, what were they doing at Stanford? What do they have to offer each other? I have no idea. And that's just the kind of thing—well, I know what they have to offer each other, which is just kind of the very fancy Stanford business people who incubate all of their sure. um, startups and whatnot. And 
Harry and Meghan who want to be a part of that world. It's right. I mean, it just it kind of puts all the backdoor hobnobbing on display. On front street, yeah. 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 And then but then like on the other hand, you know, they they're getting off their commercial flight in Canada carrying their own luggage. They're trying. She, and I think she looks like back to the person pre-marriage. Like I think she looks like comfortable and happy and he just seemed like a right he just seemed like a regular bloke. Yeah. <laughs> the pictures were charming, but then you think about them in totality. This is what this is the deal with them. If you if you isolate small things, it's like, oh, I hate them. We're like, oh, this is charming. But then you put it all together. It's so complicated. It's so complex. It's a good exercise, I guess. Because it is really interesting. Have to, have to, I have to acknowledge both sides of it. But it is, it's complicated with them. And it is. And it does make you think of how you accept other celebrities and on what terms and like yeah. what you're evaluating and what you place value on. I, I completely agree that they do look a lot happier. It's really interesting just how visually in the photographs, which are paparazzi photographs and invasive, that Megan does look so much more comfortable and like the yeah. way that she is dressing has changed and is back, She's to, back her to her California personal style Megan, yeah. and she does look so much more comfortable. I, I thought I really liked what she was wearing. I was like, that's an outfit I would definitely wear. Yeah. She was wearing Rothy's. Shout out to Rothy's, sponsor of Bachelor Party. Great shoes. She was wearing um, a Kuyana sweater, I believe. Mm-hmm. She was wearing just like regular black jeans and a nice top. And it's kind of the, she was wearing a lot of the floppy fabrics that I lament, but they look really good on her. Right, she can pull them off. Yeah, and she was carrying like a a trendy and sustainable nylon Prada bag, and it was just sort of like this is who she is. She wants to be. I I think it was like very much her, like sort of you know ambitious and like stylish and on the move. Yes, and and busy and yeah. and doing things. Yeah, so. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's, com- it's complicated, but it's just also like so cynical. I think the cynicism of it in this particular moment in the history of the world is just is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I agree. It's just and it's all of like I said, it's all of the behind the scenes things just made extremely public, much like the Jeff Bezos thing of like, OK, we now we see how all of these really famous people interact and yeah. how they spend their money. And yeah. when you actually think about it. It's it's a little slimy. And then on the other side of the, the pond, I was going to say the coin, but really the pond, mm-hmm. the anti-Harry and Meghan headlines continue apace. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been so great for Charles and Will. They have so much to bond over. And then Kate Middleton is really front and center. She's been doing a lot of press. Um, she did a podcast. She went on a parenting podcast to talk about her experience with being a mother, which I know a lot of people listen to it. And... She also, like, is on their Instagram today talking about one of her new initiatives, like, a video with her. She's, like, seized this moment, which I bet was, like, mostly in place already. But um, it just feels like they're they're very aggressively just trying to, like, move on from this the affair of Harry and Meghan leaving. Yeah, I think it's both purposeful and also just natural timing. I've, like, also seen a bunch of pieces being, like, Kate— didn't matter a year ago and now she yeah. does and she's not she wasn't doing anything a year ago and it's like well I think she has like an 18 month year old child yeah so <laughs> she was like on maternity leave she was busy you know, you know no one can win in these situations totally totally and then and then meanwhile it's just like they've scheduled Be- Princess Beatrice's wedding and uh, there's just a, it's just sort of like the royal family keeps on being royal everyone's just trying to move they on they do yeah <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny to, to behold the whole thing but did you see that Harry and Meghan are apparently going back for a service in early March? I did. Yeah. That would be interesting. I'm looking forward to it to see how it plays out. I think yeah. it's smart for their continued engagements to be military-related since he's on very much on the record of, like, being right. really passionate about his service and everything. So that is smart. But then there was, like, they won't be attending Prince Andrew's 
birthday. And it's like, uh, that seems smart. Okay. Maybe should, Prince Andrew shouldn't have a birthday yeah, party Yeah, maybe no this one year. should. Yeah. Or like, don't place a, like a story about that. Like, I don't think, I don't think most normal people are going to be like, bad on them for not attending Prince Andrew's 60th birthday. Right. It's like, okay, we'll all, we'll all live if they don't The party's go. canceled. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> all right. Continuing on, also across the ocean, Adele, she's still out here. And she was at her friend's wedding where she sang Rolling in the Deep and some other songs mm-hmm. and like shrieked about releasing her new album in September. I can't wait. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited. And she was wearing a delightful, delightful bridesmaid outfit. Did you see this? The skirt? The skirt. That was a bridesmaid yes. outfit? Yes. I she, thought that that's the, I just thought that was fashion. Exactly. So shout what a great out bride. To, yes. Shout out to that bride. Yes. It was, that was like her bridesmaid look. It was like a really crisp, white Oxford shirt with, a, like, a couture skirt. Mm-hmm. It was floral. It was, like, T-length. She looked great. It also was a look that many people would look great in. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, Amanda's going to be so proud of this bride. I really am. I honestly did not put together that that was a bridesmaid look. I've never yes. seen anything that good. I still think that you shouldn't have to match anyone um, at any place or at any time <laughs> in life unless you want to or stand somewhere for no reason. But— I did really like the skirt. I was like, oh, how can I get this skirt? Yeah, because she was um, seen singing, I believe, with other, like, people at the wedding who were also, like, wearing, like, similar florals and everything. Okay. And Oh, so they did one of the things where it's, like, like you theme. can have a pattern, yeah. but you can do your own thing. Yeah, so it was an Oscar de la Renta skirt. It's $2,400. Yeah. I, I probably yeah. can't afford it, but maybe okay. Jeff Bezos can buy it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start have a, my new Amazon wish list is things just, that Jeff Bezos should buy for me. <laughs> and they'll all be like over $2,000. A house. Yeah. An Oscar de la Renta skirt. <laughs> yes, exactly. Great. Some t- some like private time with Adele, basically. <laughs> I don't know. Just just some great stuff. She also was wearing like um, extensions into a ponytail. Okay. And I just found it very British. Ad- at the heart of Adele, is just an absolute Englishwoman. Yes. She's just like— She is. Just a girl from Tottenham, you know? That's very true. She also was seen crying leaving this wedding, and I think she's probably just a drunk crier, is my guess. I think there has been, like, an intense amount of paparazzi interest in her. Yeah. Which, given—you know, and we haven't really been talking about this because I think you and I have both been, um, like, taken aback by the coverage of it, but Adele has noticeably lost some weight. Yeah, a lot. And a lot. And I think you and I both hope that she's healthy and happy. But I I think there has been so much paparazzi coverage about it that people are just in her face and all of the time. And she's probably, like, drunk and a lot of people are um, trying to take pictures of her. It's a a bit much. I have to say, I just want to commend myself. I've really cut back on my Daily Mail readership. Mm -hmm. I took it off my bookmark bar. And as a result, I've been reading it way less, even though it's my ad blocker is now simpatico with it again. So few. But— the Daily Mail headlines about her are just really awful. They yeah. are such body shamers, like worse than, and we've been through this with Megan, but the body shaming really gets to me. I hate it. And I'm just like, fuck this. I support Adele at all shapes, sizes, mm-hmm. and weights. I don't care. Yeah. I just think also it's clear that they've really upped the coverage of her. Yeah. Which, to me, in a case that there are also a lot of people who are like definitely yeah, are clicking, clicking on, on it, it, which is, again, it's it's her life and, and her body, and as long as she's healthy and happy, she can do whatever she wants. But it is, it's been pretty intense. And I, 
agree that the tenor of the coverage has been quite gross. Agreed. So if I were her and there I were drunk and in a bridesmaid outfit and a bunch of people were trying to take a photograph of me after several weeks of taking photographs of me, I would probably start crying too and also curse them out, which I think she did once she was in the, the cab. Yes, which she should. Yeah. I support it. Adele, we love you. Can't wait to see you in September. I'm so, so, so excited. Yeah. It's truly great news. I've been waiting for this, you know? It's been a long time. It really has. It's been— It will be five years. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Good for her. I appreciate people who take their time. Totally. Get it right, you know? Another person really back in the paparazzi picks these days is Justin Bieber, who also just released a new album, which I haven't listened to, and is doing, like, a docuseries on YouTube right now. It's a 10-parter. My friend Michael Ratner directed it, so congratulations to Michael. And that's very cool. I am so out of touch with the Bieber fan base that I— like the the view counts on these videos of Bieber of Bieber's document series um are just like crazy. Like they got to like eight hundred million views on like episode one in twenty four hours. And it's just not something I understand. Like I who are the people that are still obsessed with Justin Bieber? Like I, I like legitimately asking, and maybe that's insane. And I don't know. Like it's just the whole series is called Seasons and episode Sorry, season one, episode one has 60 million views. So it's not 800, 60 million. Nonetheless, like, how do you get there? Who are these people? Okay, so Justin Bieber is 25 years old. Yeah. He has had fans who are slightly younger than him, presumably for 12 years. A decade now. Yeah. Yeah. So they are, what, 20 to 23? Yes. I believe that there are... Many, I mean, 60 million is a lot. I don't think there are 60 million people across the world. (laughs) But maybe, what, let's say, 2 million really, really devoted fans of Justin Bieber still. So I guess that still only gets you. And how many times is a really devoted fan watching it? 10? I guess. So I guess that gets us to 20 million. Yeah, I mean. I don't really know how to explain the other 40 million. I, I mean, I do think that he is still like a a worldwide, internationally, you know, mega famous person when we don't have a lot of them. And I, to me, it's been really interesting because I'm aware that he has an album. I'm aware that he has this series and I've like somehow seen enough pictures of his mustache, even though I don't want to engage in the narrative <laughs> of the mustache, that I know that something's going on, which means that there's like a real market share. I'm just imagining you pulling, um, what's the name of that writer? Frank Sinatra has a cold. Yeah, a gay Talese about yeah, the, gay Talese Justin the Bieber mustache. Justin Bieber has a mustache. Well, I think he does because <laughs> he does. I'm just right. like on my surfing of the internet. And I, it's not just that I haven't sought it out. It's like I'm pretty actively avoiding any of this content at this point just because, I don't know, I have better things to do. And I still am somehow aware that there was a saga around Justin Bieber's uh, mustache. That's a lot of coverage. There are a lot of people still invested in Justin Bieber. I think that I, I just fundamentally don't understand a few things. I don't understand the fashion of Bieber and Haley. Like, it's it's like this hobo, chic, really expensive sweats. Mm-hmm. I can't be bothered to put on real shoes, mm-hmm. but I'm still going outside fashion. Right. I I don't get it. I think that, like, he just looks like a hobo all the time, and I don't understand why he's not expected to wear, like, actual clothes. And then her— she, I don't get her. Like, I understand she's really pretty and she, people say she's really nice. But this is just sort of like, I'm old. I, I, once again, don't understand what's happening here or what the appeal is. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. The fashion is so specifically just like 
young cool people right now and I like I do think that I was at a bar and Saturday fashion night. is not for me right now me neither I, I don't I don't even like Meghan Markle's floppy fabrics let alone Hailey Bieber's like sweatpants and crop top floppy fabrics right and that kind of has been the mode for several years and they are really doing an aggressive version of it I wouldn't say that they're always that everything they're wearing is like you know tailored just right and is immaculate, but they are definitely doing something that's on trend, just a younger version for us. And I think that they became, quote, cool to a younger, just different group of people than than you and I have any contact with. I think that's what it is. The aging process is so rough. But I do think it's interesting (laughs) that he's probably lost a lot of original or kind of more mainstream fans. Yeah. Like, I do—I would guess that there has been a real transition from some of the fans of 10 years ago to now. I don't like his music anymore. I used to like a lot of his songs. Like, I've been going back through my, like, first half of the 2010s music lately, mm-hmm. and I really liked Sorry when that came out. That was, like, the last one I really liked. I'd really like if I could, ad- I mean, die in your arms on that album. Mm-hmm. But, like, ever since he's transitioned to, like, the slightly more R&B sound— I don't like, but I really li- I used to like his pop music. I'm like that's that's sort of where he lost me. I do think also that like pop music, that type of pop music is just no longer in vogue, and yeah. so he is he is going with a musical trend, which is a slightly more R and B inflected and just like relaxed, yeah, um, vibe to it. And I, it doesn't draw me in the same way. I mean, I just you know I spend a lot of time being like 2000s pop playlists on Spotify, so that's where I am in my life. Totally. Uh, but I did recently. Do you remember "Somebody to Love" by Justin Bieber? I love that song. What a great song! With Usher, yes, great, great song. Yes, I was just watching the vid- like a video for it the other day. They performed it at the Grammys in like 2011 or 12, and it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah, but he was like literally a child when that when that happened. Yeah, I you know it's I, it's interesting in a lot of ways because I think he at this point has maybe not entirely reinvented himself, but yeah. the Justin Bieber of baby. And even the Justin Bieber of like peeing in the you know bucket or whatever from like TMZ, yeah, like Wild Child deposition, bad Justin Bieber. We've moved on to like a new. I think that many people think that Justin Bieber is cool. I guess so. And you mentioned TMZ. It's also worth noting that like the New Yorker had that story a few years ago that basically said that Justin Bieber had a deal with TMZ, so they didn't mm-hmm. reveal, they didn't publish a certain unflattering video. They so so Justin gave them a lot of access. TMZ has also really fueled his sustained yeah. um, but presence. I, I do think it is pretty rare for like a, a pure pop kind of teeny bopper child star uh, who's been in the TMZ crosshairs to make the transition into like cool music kid. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely hard. I, I Not many people manage to do that. And it seems like he has, even if it's not really speaking to your or my particular interests. He does seem like a pretty earnest person who's just, like, undereducated and been famous for a really long time. But he he doesn't seem like a bad guy. I have—I really have no way of evaluating that because I just think he's has lived an unusual life for so long. This is the other thing, that people of this level of fame— Yeah, it's just completely out different. Yeah, they just don't live normal lives. No, they don't. Um, moving on. Amanda, mm-hmm. you had a wonderful celebrity run-in over the weekend. Please tell us about it. I really did. I—this is— this was unusual just for the length of exposure and also, quite frankly, um, the level of fame. I was in uh, Venice, California, not Italy, unfortunately, um, which is on the other side of Los Angeles from where I live. So I go there pretty rarely. And I went to Giusta, which is a very kind of like buzzy 
Also delicious, delicious. bakery. There's no what time good of day were you there? I was there at 10 a.m. Was it really crowded? It was extreme on a Saturday, so it was extremely crowded. I mean, the, did like, you get a table? No, because we just did the express line to do like pastries and coffee because I don't really like to eat at 10 a.m. As you know, I don't like to do anything at 10 a.m. But, um, but podcast. But podcast. But it's juice is very famous. It's trendy, but it also just has like incredible bread. There's nowhere in Los Angeles that makes good bread. Like they're just people in LA don't make good bread, but Justa is incredible. So I was there and um, we're walking in and my husband is holding open the door for someone. And then I realize he's holding the door open for Timothy Chalamet. Incredible. And who was he with? He was with a young woman. Okay. Was it Lily uh, Rose Depp? Who is not Lily Rose Depp. Okay. Who had a similar vibe to Lily Rose Depp and then she and that she was extraordinarily beautiful and seemed like she could be a model even though I don't know whether she was or not. <laughs> and they were at Justa and they also were like waiting in line. They were waiting in a different line, but they were there. They were partaking in the process. They got a number, they left, they came back. They were at the counter. They were trying to decide what to order. Incredible. They did eat there. Like, it was just a really—I was in the same space as Timothy Chalamet for— What did they order? What's, what's his I didn't get that like close. And I, I was texting our mutual friend, um, Phoebe, who is a huge Timothy Chalamet fan. And I got an instant response from her. And then just, like, really aggressive, like, go take a photograph. <laughs> like, you need to send me a photograph. And I was like, I there is no way that I'm going to be taking a photograph of Timothy Chalamet. Like, I just—I— I that's not how I relate to famous people, and I would be too embarrassed. It's so funny. So, what but she was really mad at me. I think she's still mad at me. By the way, <laughs> that I didn't send her a photograph of Timothy Chalamet. Were other people in Justa like gawking at him? What was, I, what was his profile like? I don't. The people think of Venice so. play it cool. The people of Venice play it cool, and it was such an interesting mix of kind of touristy people like me because I don't live in Venice, and then like beautiful French people. So I, the beautiful French people didn't care because Timothy Chalamet is just like another one of them. And they're just there to try to get high quality bread because there's nowhere else to get it in Los Angeles. And I couldn't tell whether other people recognized him. I, he honestly really went under the radar. And it was pretty—I I thought that that was impressive. I respect to everyone at Juiced on Saturday morning. Maybe everyone else didn't notice, but— I don't think so. I was just scrolling through the tagged pics of him to see if, I, if anyone had tagged him at yeah. Justa. Yeah. And he's so famous that even with, like, many scrolls, I'm not even on yesterday. Like, for me to get back to the tagged pictures of him on Saturday would take a long time. And that's sort of—that's that's a real, like, reality check because, it's let me tell you, it's a very effective way of keeping up with, with like, quasi-famous people to see when people are tagging them. Okay. That's, it's, it's, with Bachelor people, it's a great way of keeping tabs. I just didn't see a lot of, like— smartphones Picks. awkwardly kind of out trying That's to take the, a picture. So the people of Venice are so great. Yeah, They're I just think like people were it. mostly fixated on like the really intense line system in order to get their fancy potatoes. I once, I, I have a suggestion for mm -hmm. anyone, which is juice is a great place for a weekday dinner because it's not crowded at all. It did look great. The dinner <laughs> menu looked fantastic. People like just I don't just, go I'm there. I'm not getting there. Wednesday at seven. Yeah, well, I'm not driving across Los yes. Angeles to get there. Wednesday at it 7. would be outrageous. But for apparently, you. Saturday morning for brunch is a great time for Timothy Chalamet sightings. So that's another thing I, I like that he, he wasn't going at off hours. Yeah. I wonder where he stays so this year. They, he did, they walked oh. because my husband and I got our pastries. We just like sat outside on the sidewalk because I didn't need to be a part of the patio experience because it was pretty intense and I don't like crowds. And we're sitting there. And then once again, Timothy Chalamet and his date like walk by and they wander back towards Abikini. So, so he's just out and about in Venice. 
Yes. You know what Timothy Chalamet probably loves? A bird scooter. I, he was not on a scooter. I just want to put I'm that really on the record. Glad I would have been upset. I bet he's really into it. Okay. I bet he's really into it. Anyway. Well, that's a really good one. Thank you. Really top notch. Yeah. I don't really have any great celebrity stories to share, unfortunately. Okay. Though, though I did go, um, I went for a hike on Saturday in Griffith Park. And I was like, this would be a great place to see someone, but I didn't. Um, but I, I did want to tell you about my recent YouTubing because J-Lo and Shakira inspired me, and I've just been going back and watching a lot of old Super Bowl performances. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we properly acknowledge that Beyonce and Bruno Mars both performed twice within, like, a five-year period. That's, like, kind of insane. It is true that we don't really acknowledge that. I think that's, like, a really impressive celebrity feat. So Beyonce was both the tes- Destiny's Child reunion. Yes. Was that the same year as the power outage? or was Yes, it power that out- was the power outage, and okay. it was 13, and that was in New Orleans. Okay. And then Bruno Mars was 14 in New York. Okay. And then they came back in 16 because Coldplay wasn't enough, and, like, they, like, crashed the Coldplay performance. Oh, right. Okay, so they were headliners once. Yes. And then they showed up yeah. the second time. And Beyonce, and that was the year of Uptown Funk. So that was what yeah, Mark, Mark Ronson, Ronson was, was at too. the Super Bowl. <laughs> and Beyonce, like, stole the show. Like, yeah. Coldplay was the headliner and, like, definitely the third fiddle. Mm-hmm. And it was just— it's And just, that, was, that was Formation and, and yeah. Lemonade, right? That yeah. was that and she, year. Remember, she, she tripped and she recovered really well, yeah. really smoothly. Mm-hmm. It was great. Okay. I, I was just been going back and watching this stuff. And I was just like, this is so weird and genuine lack of creativity. It's amazing that in just a few years, we got to Shakira and J-Lo, which was a great idea. So let me ask you something. Yeah. When you're watching old Super Bowls, yeah. you're pulling them up on your computer, on your TV, computer. on your phone. Okay. And are you looking at other things on your computer while they're up? Or are you just like sitting there watching all of it? I was just sitting there watching all of it. Okay. To watch three Super Bowl halftime shows is a 45-minute commitment. Yeah, I, I did that's that. why I was asking. Can I ask what time of day? It was like 5 p.m. Okay. I was just like tired but not ready to leave yet. And I was like, I need a break. So I just watched some YouTubes. Okay. It was great. It was really delightful. I, I mean, that sounds great. It's not something that I ever think to do. I really recommend it. And then, of course, like every other day, I, I just check in on like the musical theater YouTube just like what's new okay that sounds like my worst nightmare but it's your birthday so keep talking what else do you want to tell me about musical theater YouTube that's that's really it okay I I don't know I just what happens on is so is it famous musical theater people doing um, YouTubes or is it aspiring like yesterday I watched a Jordan he's Jordan Fisher's in Dear Armin Hansen I watched him perform a song Okay, and Jordan Fisher from To All all the Boys boys, I Love Before P.S. T.W.O. I Love You too. Yes. I found the name very confusing. I also watched a lot of Lana Condor and Noah Centineo videos. They have week. great chemistry. That was my main takeaway from this. He's really appealing. She is too, but I just, I'm not sexually attracted to her. Sure. He's really appealing. He's really appealing only in the context of those yes. movies. It's really phenomenal. They know what to they do figured it with out. him. And with all respect to Jordan Fisher, who is apparently on musical theater YouTube, they didn't quite know what to do with Jordan Fisher in the same way, I found. His presence, Noah Centineo's presence as Peter Kaminsky is overwhelming. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. it's a it's a special thing. I don't want to go too deep into the watch territory, but have you watched High Fidelity yet? I have not. I fucking love it. Do you? Yes, I like it more than the movie. I watched the movie last weekend to prepare for the show, and I I deeply relate to Zoe Kravitz in her crazy as as this character. It's so much better as a woman, in my opinion. And also, I love Jake Lacey from Obvious Child, based on Obvious Child, and he's so great in it. Amanda, I love this show. 
I like all of those people. I'm watching it one I, episode at a time to make, I, it, make I it last. I truly cannot imagine relating to the High Fidelity character. I feel like the High Fidelity character has just been a shorthand for all of the terrible people that I dated in New York from, I don't know, 2006 to whenever. It's so much better as Zoe Kravitz being like, I'm going to figure out why all these people broke up with me than John Cusack being like, here are my top five lists, which like we're sick of because we've been working sure. on the internet for, yeah. for a long time. But her having like a plan to figure out why she's been dumped and trying to like sneak away from this guy is so good. Let me ask you something okay. now. Is it plausible that anyone dumped Zoe Kravitz? I Like I don't mean to be superficial, but I, what are I we doing they, here? I think they do a good job of okay. making it plausible. Okay. Also, you know, and a high fidelity, obviously, he's going over his top five heartbreaks mm-hmm. and in the movie. And in the TV show, it's like, uh, like it's it's she's just like she's sexually fluid. It's like one of it's a woman. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's smart. It's a really smart take on high fidelity. Okay. I how think is, it's better than the movie. How is the dare I say the like music elements? Like how much time is she spending being like, now I gotta tell you about this music thing? A fair amount, but her two employees are so much better than the two employees in the movie. I mean, I, if you've listened to The Holiday on Three Watchables, you mm-hmm. know I'm not into Jack Black. So sure, yeah. not sad to see him go. And her two employees are really likable. It's just really charming. Also, I forgot to mention, her main heartbreak, the one that broke up with her, is like probably the most attractive human on the planet. Okay. And he's British. So he's so hot. Oh okay. my God, he's so hot. I'd never heard of him before, but, like, now I'm just obsessed with him. You're, like, radiant right now. I love it. You love this I love show. It. And I, that's great. I've been watching them one at a time as okay. to not race through it. Okay. To savor it. And I just deeply love it. I have to be honest. I had zero plans to ever watch this show. Like, ever. I don't know why. I'm not even in the Zoe Kravitz hive. But now I'm like, yeah, she's great. I, I love Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it. If I hate it, should I tell you or just be Yeah, quiet? sure. It's okay. an open dialogue. I accept okay. you and your opinions. All right. It's great. Thank you. I know Chris Ryan liked it too, so listen to him on the watch talking about it. It's great. Okay. Um, That's it for this weekend jam session. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening and happy birthday, Juliet. Thank you. 